Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello there. Welcome. Lori and Julia show. My talk on our seven one everything entertainment. No, they are not here today. They are uh, at a wedding, which is, I think, due to start in a very short period of time. Lori's stepdaughter, Nikki. Hi, Nikki. She's getting uh, married today. And, of course, uh, Lori's family and Julia's family and all the extended family flying in from uh, all points around the globe. Well, not around the globe, but around the U.S. They are gathering for the nuptials, and I'm sure we will hear about that when Lori and Julia return on Wednesday. In the meantime, it's uh, yours truly, Donnie Love and Holly Roberts. That's right. final hour of live programming for 2018. Oh, my gosh. Yes, because tomorrow we've got... A little best of New Year's treats for you to enjoy while you're uh, nursing your hangover, going to brunch, <laughs> what have you. So if you miss some of the best of replays on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we've got a smattering of those for you. And then we'll be back to kind of normal on yeah, Wednesday. Kind of being the... Uh, That's relative, you yeah, know. It's, I, it's, some back, some not. Some things. But stay tuned because there's going to be live fun programming on Wednesday. Now, yes. Donnie, you put up some fun things for us to look at on the website at mytalk1071.com. And one of those is a gallery of Meghan Markle's changing looks since she has become a royal. I thought it would be appropriate as the year comes to an end as we look back on Duchess Meghan. Yeah, well, arguably that would be one of the biggest pop culture stories of the year was oh, the marriage sure. of Prince Harry to Meghan Markle. And right. we had a lot of fun here on my talk uh, covering the nuptials. So that was really fun. And yes, her style has evolved. It's she dares to wear pants, Donny. I know. <laughs> and of course, uh, over the last couple of weeks or so, we're getting all these silly stories uh, from the UK tabloids about how Kate and William really do not get along. With yeah, what's Duchess the Meghan? deal with that? I mean, well, uh, obviously I the deal is is that we're getting some kind of intel from somebody within the royal family that maybe wants to spread a little gossip. Or also, it's just like bored tabloids. It's, but then you think about your own relationship with your in-laws, and it's, okay, yeah, you're not going to be BFFs. What do you think? I mean, maybe you are, and that's that's fantastic. However... It's like, this is a person that my brother or sister happens to like. Good for them. That's great. I, so. Yeah, I, I just think it's a, all, all a bunch of uh, nonsense. And, if, you know, you have to realize how much of it is completely made up. The British, if you think our tabloids ah. are bad, uh, the British really have refined that to a high art. Yeah, I mean, even though the news of the world doesn't exist anymore, Donnie, yeah. I mean, we still get a lot of salacious yes, tabloid yes. coverage from... I mean, that's the only reason, you know, that's the only reason we're still hearing from Thomas Markle and we're hearing from Samantha Markle is because they're getting paid, not by 
us, but by the British tabloids. Speaking of, so we should talk about this Samantha Markle story. Where is that? Do you have that handy? Yeah, there? so Meghan Markle's sister, Samantha, it's her half-sister. You're probably familiar with her because Samantha likes to talk in exchange for money, a little dish about her half-sister, Meghan Markle. Well, Samantha has actually been placed on Royal Security's fixated persons list. <laughs> Please do tell us more. So the fixated persons list, uh, you get put on that list, Donnie, if you are posing a reputational risk to the royal family. So a Scotland Yard source is telling the Sunday Times, a UK newspaper, that someone like Samantha presents a risk rather than a threat. So differentiate between the two words. They have two different meanings. She's not committing criminal offenses, but Samantha is causing concerns for the royal family. That source also telling Scotland Yard, there's a big potential for some major embarrassment for the royals. Samantha could make a scene and create headlines with her actions. And let's face it, she's kind of already done that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And in response, of course, there was a response from Samantha. Quote, this is ridiculous. I'm in an electric wheelchair and I live on a different continent. LOL. And advocating for doing the right thing by our dad is hardly fixation. Stop your lying nonsense or be sued. This is not the first time we've heard a member of the Markle clan threatening to sue the royal family, which is completely ridiculous. And you're not going to do anything of the kind. No. Nor would any court in the world even hear the suit. Oh, of course not. And (sighs) what they said, that source at Scotland Yard says, Samantha... You're a risk of causing embarrassment to the royal family, and I think that you guys have already done that. So uh, yes, obviously, you pose a yes. risk. Yes. So it's okay. Like I, this is how she makes her living. Oh my goodness! Yes. But then you know there are some people who you know would argue that Meghan Markle kind of makes her living. Kind of you know. What do you mean? What are you saying? You know, she, you know, marrying Prince Harry to you know raise her status a little bit. Well, yes. <laughs> But you make it sound like that's why she married him. Mm-hmm. Some people say, Donnie. But not you. No. I read the World Wide Web where there's <laughs> lots of gossip and salaciousness. <laughs> Harry and Meghan are 110% true love with no ulterior motives whatsoever. I don't even know how to take that comment. <laughs> I don't know either, Donnie. Let me face it. This is hour five and a half of me doing live broadcasting. So yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah but but Megan, yeah, but Megan Markle does look fantastic in this gallery. So I thank you very much for posting that because she is a style icon to me, and I love mm-hmm, her style, mm-hmm. and she looks fantastic, and it's a nice uh, breath of fresh air into the staleness known as the firm. <laughs> There wasn't much else worth posting. What else did oh, I? God, I don't even. I don't even remember what I posted. Okay. Re- well, let me refresh tell you. Refresh my memory, y- yes. which is rapidly diminishing. Yes, Donnie. Let me uh, refresh your memory about what you posted up on the show link section of the Lori and Julia page on my tuck 1071com So reminiscing about the year, of course, you posted Meghan Markle's looks since becoming a royal, which she did back in May. Uh, 17 of the Hollywood's of Hollywood's biggest star breakups of 2018, lamenting the loss of true love yes. in Hollywood this Ooh. year. Remember such celebrity breakups of Jennifer Aniston and Justin Thoreau. Oh, yes. Of Lena Dunham and Jack Antonoff. Mm-hmm. Channum broke up with Jenna Dewan Tatum. Now she's just Jenna, Jenna Dewan. Dewan. Right. Chris Evans and Jenny Slate, they kind of had an off-again, on-again thing. Yep. Ariana Grande broke up a couple of times. Uh, Cassie and Diddy, mm, true love is dead for sure. And also Elon Musk and Amber Heard. Ben Affleck, Lindsay Shookus. Now, interesting with Ben Affleck, 
We were talking about him so much at one point in the year, but now absolutely nothing. Well, we were talking about him because the divorce seemed to be dragging on and on and on. Right. Although it seems now that the, the divorce has been completed, but he's still pretty much a you know a, a part of that family. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just like... You know, I, for the kids' sake, because it, they are yeah. all young children. Doing it for the kids. Just yeah. the ebbs and flows of yes. what we pay attention to in the world of celebrity. Donnie, something else you also posted on the show links page, mytalk1071.com. Serena Williams' daughter, Alexis, clapping for her mom during a tennis match. This is adorable. Yes, did you watch that? Yes, I yes. did. Posted over the weekend, Serena Williams. Uh, her husband, Alexis Ohanian, posted... A video of himself with their daughter, Alexis, and she is adorable wearing a little Burberry little little <laughs> dress. And then she just gets so excited and she claps. Well, what happened, you can hear she's reacting to the people around her applauding. Yes. So she doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah. But she hears the audience applauding. So then it is. Yeah. So we don't know if she's actually applauding for mom or maybe Auntie Venus Williams. (laughs) But from the world of tennis, Donnie, so this is actually happening tomorrow. What do you think about this? For the first time ever, Serena Williams and Roger Federer are going to play each other for the first time ever. Oh, interesting. This is happening tomorrow. I did not know about this. Well, this just the news just broke today. So on New Year's Day? On New Year's Day. Where so is this happening? This is actually happening, I believe it's happening in Australia. So Roger Federer and Serena Williams, of course, probably, arguably, the two best athletes in the world. Well, two best yeah, tennis players. Well, two best yes. tennis te- Yes. And uh, they're going to play meet at the Hotman Cup Mixed Doubles Match. Tickets are already sold out for this New Year's Day special. Now, I believe, Donnie, you could uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is happening in Australian. In Australian. Australia. Yes. Yeah. So this is happening. Is it going to be televised? Do we have any? Oh, it's in... you know, I don't know. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm I'm coming coming up with um, with short on short on details. But yes, this is actually happening in in Perth, Australia in tomorrow. Perth. Oh. Yeah, it, but it's an exhibition. It's a friendly match. Oh, it's a friendly match. Right. Yeah, but for the first time ever, the two champions of yes. tennis meeting up and playing for the first time ever on the court. I hope they do not do this. And this is what they did way back in 1973 when Bobby Riggs played Billie Jean King, the yeah. Battle of the Sexes. Where and it, it when you think about it now, so sexist that they did this, but at the time, not so much. Billie Jean King had a wider court on which to play. In other words, she was given the doubles lines, mm. and Billy and Bobby Riggs had to play within the singles lines. They thought that would be the fair thing to do to help Billie Jean in her match against the obviously superior Bobby Riggs. Of course, a bunch of nonsense. So I'm sure in this particular event, Serena Williams and Roger Federer will be playing uh, equally on this. They won't be special dispensation for Serena to get the doubles lines. No. She does not need it. No, she absolutely she does not need can it. Serve incredibly hard, and uh, I'd like it'd be fun to see. Even if it's a, just a friendly exhibition, it'd be fun to see it. Yeah, so they're facing off for the first time ever. So this is happening tomorrow, and it's reported that they're going head to head in a mixed doubles match between Switzerland and the United States. This is all part of the Hopman Cup in Perth, Australia, tomorrow. And uh, CBS News reporting that the two once played on the same team at an exhibition match in 2010, and have taken to the court on the same weekend eight other times, including just last year in 2017, but they never have actually played across the net from each other. Oh, good. So this will be, yeah, I don't think that we're going to be able to see this. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. But like we said, it's all in good fun.
Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's all in good fun. Yeah. yeah. So that's happening. And, right. and then also something else that Donnie posted on the website, mytalk1071.com, on the Lori and Julia show page is Lady Gaga, her Enigma Las Vegas residency opened on Friday night. Positive reviews pretty much across the board for Lady Gaga. And she is uh, on a giant robotic crap thing. She's, oh, that, on part of it, she, yes, that's yeah. one of the one of the things that she does. Yeah. and, and yeah. she's an anime character. Mm-hmm. If you, if you look on Lady Gaga's Instagram account over the weekend, she was dropping lots of uh, teases for what for her performance in Las Vegas. A lot of motion capture stuff, a lot of technology things, also a little video of her as an animated character greeting an alien, like you do. Well, that's what she does. What do you mean, greet an alien? Well, no, just doing all these interesting things on. It. For her show. And I, I'm sure the tickets for that are going to be very difficult to get. Oh, extremely <laughs> difficult to get. Now, yeah. also something else that's posted on our website. It's not on the Lori and Julia show page, but this is something that was happening at the Lady Gaga concert on Friday night. Celine Dion was there, of course, yes. famous for her Las Vegas residency. Mm-hmm. And she was living for it. She was jamming she was having and time. having a good time. Yeah. I think lots of people were having a good time. Obviously, uh, people really enjoying Lady Gaga. So there you All go. Right. Some things to check out. So question for you. Yeah. Are, do we uh, even bother with a dirt alert or just continue with whatever we've been doing, which we don't know exactly what that is? <laughs> what would you uh, what would you like to do? Well, let's give the people a dirt alert. We can okay, talk about fine. some of the biggest Hollywood celebrity stories of the day. You know, we haven't talked about Louis C.K. yet. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I know we've been avoiding that. We have been avoiding that. He's a pig. Yeah, we can talk <laughs> about Justin Bieber apologizing to... The girl with the bow on her head. Yeah, and I, I saw that. We'll get to that because I don't know who she is. So you're going to have to fill me in. Well, Colleen Lindstrom from the Colleen and Bradley show had to fill me on in on oh, who she, she was. <laughs> okay. So I you know, know she's only 15. Yeah, we're playing okay. we're playing telephone here, but there's a lot right, going okay. on in that story. We'll tell you after the break. This is a my talk dirt alert. Holly's here. She's got the dirt. Oh, thanks for getting dirty out there in the world of celebrity. Donnie, now we've been avoiding talking about this story yes. all show long. Well, but no. well, we, you know I what? guess we should cover it. Well, we will cover it and we will discuss it. Now, Louis C.K. making headlines today after a set of his that he performed earlier this month in Long Island leaked online and on YouTube and people were paying attention to what Louis C.K. had to say in his comedy set, which was not anything good. No, no, no. So horrible. Yeah, actually really horrible. And it, it and, you know, Louis C.K. last year, late last year, he was accused of um, sexual misconduct uh, many times over and then he act you know he admitted it he actually admitted fault in this and he said he was going to take some time and really think about what he did well now if you listen to the stand-up set that was leaked from earlier this month y- hey it's mike and i'm so excited to tell you about factors delicious ready to eat meals we're all busy and with factor eating fresh never frozen chef crafted meals has never been simpler two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are you'll have over 35 different options to choose from including including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He hasn't even, he has, not only has he not thought about what he did, but he's actually doubling down on being disgusting. Yeah. Now, Donnie, I, I don't want to play it. Oh, you no, know? no, absolutely There's nothing not. that we can play no. here on my talk. And even I know, if there I, were no uh, expletives in it, we still wouldn't play it. Well, that's what, I, yes, exactly. Now, you can go and find the footage for yourself. It's out there on social media. It's out there on Twitter. It's out there on YouTube. But it's really disgusting. You know, he's making he's making fun of any number of groups of people. He's also mocking the teenagers who were victims of the Parkland shooting earlier this year in Florida. And there's, there's just nothing. I have nothing to say. It's just, it's shockingly bad. It's shockingly tone deaf. And you know, Colleen Lindstrom from the Colleen and Bradley show earlier today, she brought up a good point that when you listen to this standup set, there's a lot of, there's anger. Uh, There's anger. It's, this is a person who is angry. This is a person who is punching down, which is, One of the first rules of comedy, don't punch down. Don't be mean. There's also a really fine line in comedy between being satirical and just being rude and cruel. And that's what Louis C.K. is in this clip. And it's, you know, lots of people have many opinions and they're sharing them online. I've been looking at some of those. Yeah. You know, and uh, just adamantly against what Louis C.K. did. Now, page six is reporting that the comedy club owner stands by Louis C.K. after these jokes, telling the Daily Beast that Louis C.K. is a genius yep. and that he brought down the house. Yep. So standing by that set that he did in December. So that's making headlines today. And again, if you really want to go and listen to it, you'll be able to find it online. Uh, but it's just like this. My immediate emotional reaction to this, Donnie, was that I just don't want to hear it what Louis C.K. has to say about anything for a really long time. Just a really long time. John Apatow tweeted out, this hacky, unfunny, shallow routine is just a symptom of how people are afraid to feel empathy. It's well, that much, would be right. It's much easier to laugh at our most vulnerable than to look at their pain directly and show them love and concern. Louis C.K. is all fear and bitterness now. He cannot look inward Andy Richter, very funny guy. He's on with Conan O'Brien. You know what's the worst, most boring kind of comedy? The kind where older white men are angry that older white men can't do or say whatever the blank they want anymore. Yeah, and that was the gist of the set. Louis C.K. started out his set by complaining about him being a middle-aged man and basically doing a riff on, well, back in my day, we used to be able to do this, this, and this. Well, now we can't because young people are like this, this, and this. So Judd Apatow, Andy Richter are completely Mm -hmm. accurate in their assessment of this. And so, you know... The the thing is, I think he's going to continue. Probably other club owners will, will book this guy. 
Yeah. Because the the you know the owner of this this club says <laughs> I did hear that a couple of people, a couple of people are perturbed by some of the things that he said. Mm. My response to that is that it's comedy. Mm. No, it's not. You know who you're coming to see. You bought tickets to see him. I have no regrets at all. He's a legend in the comedy business. To have a legend play my club is an honor. Well, I was going to say, Donnie, that <laughs> what that that <laughs> statement from that club owner tells me that this is the most press that this guy has ever received yeah. for his club in Levittown, New York, on Long Island. So, of course, he's going to be courting controversy because we are never talking about this governor's comedy club ever, no. ever. We have never mentioned it ever. Good publicity for him. He's thinking any publicity. Fine, they're talking about my club. I'm gonna I'm gonna have all these people come and and book them and ugh. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else we can say about it. I think I, that I, I we really that we are done and you yes. can go and watch well, that. Uh, we don't make. We should make a pledge never to talk about him again. I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm okay we'll with that. You and I. Yes. We at least took the pledge. We took the pledge. Yes, we did. We're in a Louis C.K. free zone. That's it. That's the last time I'm going to say his name. Fantastic. We'll move on to Justin Bieber, Donnie. And we gotta we yes, gotta unsolve all this. All we have, to, un- about we have to unsolve this mystery <laughs> for Donnie because I this really confused me. So Justin Bieber has apologized for telling a 15-year-old YouTube star, Jojo Siwa or Siwa, I can't even remember how to say her last name. Let's just call her Jojo for the sake of this story, uh, to burn her new car. So this just this is a story that has gone way out of context. So Jojo is an internet star. She apparently got her start, Donnie, on the show Dance Moms. You're familiar with that show? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So JoJo was known for the bows in her hair. Literally, they would call this young girl JoJo with the bow bows. Okay. Okay. Yes. So she became famous from being on that show. She's a YouTube star, social media star. She has like 7 million followers on Instagram, so oh. she's a big darn deal. Well, oh. over the weekend, she got a custom BMW. Her parents gifted her for the holidays with a giant picture of her face plastered across the hood. Now, that car also looks like it's a little bit of a corporate tie-in for whatever she's doing on Nickelodeon. You have to look at the car, Tani, and I want your honest, authentic reaction. Uh, So go to page six, find the story. Oh, page six. Yes, Yes, and then go and see the posted photo of her BMW. You have to find the link in the story. I'm getting there. Okay. Okay, just a second. Got to scroll down. All right. Thank you, Don. Uh, is it where it says a repost by Boutique Auto Repair Shops, West Coast Customs? Sure. No. Or you can just look at JoJo. So go to the story and it says, posted a photo of a custom BMW. Right. Okay. So click on that link. Yeah. Go to JoJo's Instagram and oh, tell me what oh, you think. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's of JoJo's car. That's, that's uh, quite something. Yeah, that is quite something, Donnie. So Justin Bieber didn't comment on this picture that was uh, that's on JoJo's social media. He posted on another photograph of that car on somebody else's social media website, and he just basically he said burn it because it's because he Cause had it's the, so ugly. He, yes, he, yes, he had the same reaction that you did, Donnie. Well, apparently, you know what? Here's here's a w- word of wisdom that I want to give to you. As we go into 2019, 
Never make a tween mad on the internet. Okay. Cause they're, they mobilize. <laughs> yes, they do. They're going to come Their after idea. you. And people yeah. were giving Justin Bieber crap all the live long day yeah. for him expressing his opinion about that ugly car. So yeah. Justin Bieber eventually apologized. He said, I have nothing against you. It was the car and the colors I didn't really like. I hope you didn't think I was malicious or mean spirited. Now, if you know the internet, you understand Justin Bieber was not making fun of JoJo. He was not dis her in any way that car speaks for itself as being a, a disgrace to bmws everywhere <laughs> truly an ugly car i'm one not can really say. Uh, a fan of uh, parents giving their 15 year old daughter a bmw back in my day yeah. i had an oldsmobile no, with wood paneling okay did you have to go there really you said so you invited it all right we're gonna be back Happy New Year's Eve, everyone. Woo! Woo! It's the last party. Part- yeah. Mm. You know what says party like Holly and Donnie here on the Lori and Julia show. <laughs> here on My Talk 1071. We're streaming live MyTalk1071.com. Lori and Julia are off today. They're enjoying some uh, festive nuptials. They'll be able to tell you all about it when they come back on Wednesday. Want to let you know that we're running best of programming tomorrow. We're taking the day off. So if you miss some of our best ofs on New Year's Eve and on Christmas Day, we've selected some choice nuggets for you to listen to while you're nursing your hangover, going off to brunch, just staring off into the void, thinking, what did I do last night? I don't all know. of the well, above. All of the above. We're, we're going to yeah. be there for you. So best of tomorrow, back with live programming on Wednesday. So Donnie and I taking you through the last half hour of live programming here at My Talk 1071. For 27 20... minutes, but I'm not counting. Donnie. <sighs> what? Is it that bad? No, I'm just... Pointing out, it's 27 minutes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. John Krasinski (laughs) has given in. He is writing a sequel to A Quiet Place, uh, even though he wasn't at first sold on the idea. I'll be honest with you, I didn't really want to do the sequel. Uh, He said of the original, it was never built to launch sequels. But I know that when you have a success like this, everyone wants to make another one. I told them to go find another filmmaker and writer. And they said, but don't you have an idea? And he finishes by saying, I'm writing now, but I don't have it fleshed out. I did not see A Quiet Place, Donnie. Oh, you didn't? Okay. I haven't seen it yet. I know. This is a movie. I have a thing about sequels. Please tell me. Most of them should never have been done. The doctor is in. So, for example... I'm not a fan of... uh, This is a movie, because I did see the movie, and for all of you out there who saw the movie, I'm not going to spoil anything. But the ending of this movie was just perfect. It was a great movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. The ending, done, finny. It does not need a sequel. And I don't understand why there is this, you know, these studios... Oh, we have to have another one so we can, it's going to make as much. It's usually sequels are never, never as good as the original. No, they're always cash grabs. They for are the cash mo- grabs. For the most part. And this, yeah, I mean, there are things I can't say for those who are going to watch this movie at some point, and you should because it's very good. And hopefully, some of you will agree with me that it had an ending that. Tied up everything. There was no, there's no need for another story here. Well, that's what I've heard is that this movie tells a story. Yes. In this one film, and it wouldn't warrant creating some it, kind it, of it universe. Doesn't. It doesn't. There's yeah. no, there's no need for it. 
The and, only thing uh, that's fortunate, if they do make a sequel to A Quiet Place, it will probably be quickly forgotten, just like any number of sequels that should shame. have never been made. Which is a shame, because I think it tarnishes the original. Well, I don't think that people, with sequels that are atrocious and awful and should never have been made, most of the, I feel like a lot of times, people barely remember them. Like, the do sequel? You, the sequel, yeah. right. So, for example... The movie Speed in 1994. A fantastic, yes. action-packed thriller. Mm-hmm. Very good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then what did they do? They gave us another one and put them on a boat. Yeah, you remember it, Donnie, <laughs> yeah. but the film was called Speed 2 Cruise Control. Right. With Sandra Bullock and Jason Patrick, yep. the project so stinky, Keanu Reeves did not want to come back and revisit that one. Smart man. Yeah. By the way, did you know that Jason Patrick was is Jackie Gleason's grandson? I, I did not Anyways, know that. Take no, that tidbit that to the a, bar tonight. You'll be able to pick up a lot of people with that. That was a wow, nice segue <laughs> moment there. Thank you. Jason Patrick is Jackie Gleason's grand grandson. Grandson. Okay. Sorry, just that Thanks factoid. That Every time I think about right, Jason let me Patrick, ask thank you, you. Yeah. Have can you name a sequel that you felt was as good? As the original, and I'm not talking necessarily Star Wars and and you know those kinds of things, mm-hmm. things that just had a a sequel, just one. Sure. Well, can you name one? The first one that absolutely comes to mind, and unfortunately, it did become part of a cinematic universe. Terminator Two: Judgment Day is far superior than the original Terminator. Terminator Two is the standard bearer for that franchise it's it's amazing it's incredible the special effects were astounding t1000 man that that guy's gonna scare the crap out of you but you're gonna run down the street with your arms Woo! that's gonna be amazing so so that movie i think is an instance where the sequel surpasses the original and i know that donnie doesn't want me to say star wars but it is true the empire strikes back is a superior film to Star Wars A New Hope. Now, Donnie, you missed the one that I said. I said Terminator 2 Judgment Day is... Was better than the original. Oh, hands down. That okay. movie is... Yeah, I've seen them that, both, but I, I don't remember them well enough. Terminator 2 is the Terminator movie. Doesn't okay. matter what anything else happened in that franchise, that is the one. Okay. Who do we have uh, on the line, Donnie? We have longtime listener, first-time caller, uh, Mary on the line, <laughs> and she she has an interesting take on A Quiet Place. Mary, what is what is your thought? Instead of a sequel, a... Well, I thought they should do a prequel. prequel. I I agree. You can't really do a sequel, but a prequel could be interesting. You know, how how did everything start? Right. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Okay, I'll go with you on that one, Mary. A prequel would be interesting because we don't get that backstory, do we? No, we don't know that. We don't know what happened and why it happened. Okay. Yeah. I will concede that a prequel might be an interesting idea. Happy New Year. Thank All you, right, Mary. Thanks, Mary. Now, Happy now, New Year. Of course, John Krasinski and this, these quotes did not use the word prequel, but that doesn't mean he's not thinking about that. Well, it, probably, it might be the only way that he can continue telling the story. Yes. But what about you, Donnie? Is there a sequel to a film that you think either matches the original or surpasses that wasn't, you know, I had one in mind, but then again, I just did, I broke my own rule because it's a franchise. Well, what is it? It was Rocky. Oh, okay. Well, uh, every everything is a franchise, Donnie, so yeah. liberate I would yourself say from that idea. Rocky Two was almost as good as as, Rock, as the first Rocky. Yeah. After that, pfft, no. Well, we're missing were, The Godfather Part Two. 
one would argue okay. that that yes, is a superior yes, film. However, yes, there are those that say that it is better than the first one. And however, what you need? Well, because part two doesn't exist without part one. Like usually. Her, no, well, <laughs> sorry, that was my Lori and Julia Blonde moment of the really, day. Would, would, we're going to start with. We have a new movie coming out. It's called Something Part Two. <laughs> What about part one? We don't need that. No, we don't need that. Meaning <laughs> that you can enjoy, for example, you can enjoy Terminator 2 without having watched the original Terminator. It helps. However, that film stands on its own as a really good movie. And you can fill in the blanks without having been informed about the original Terminator. Godfather Part 2, you have to have seen... The original Godfather. Yes. Because that sets up everything it does, yes. for why Godfather yes. Part Two no, you're, is you're right. is is an amazing film. And I would I enjoy Godfather Part Two more than I do the original one. I watched mm-hmm. the first one just to set myself up for the sequel. Uh Godfather, that was just on TV. AMC was showing it again. And uh, Oh yeah, New Year's Day. Usually yeah, that's they, what they I do is I watch two. The Godfather. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite lines. Do you know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't end well for that guy. Ooh. No, we don't need to worry about spoiler alert. No, there. we don't. No, we yeah. don't. Uh I'm gonna take this phone call and see if somebody has a an idea about a sequel. Okay, about a well, sequel. well, Donnie's going and letting his, uh, having the opportunity to rage about sequels, but uh, thinking about sequels in the past, and it's okay. That if a sequel is made, you know, it's not going to be remembered. Now, we were talking about earlier in the show, we were talking about movies that scared the crap out of you. And one of our callers called in and said the original Blair Witch Project scared the living crap out of her. But do you remember that there is a sequel to Blair Witch? It's called Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2. You probably don't even remember that, right? So it's okay. Like, Hollywood is a money gram. It's just a total money grab. And that happened with Blair Witch 2. They tried to recreate the magic of the original one, but unfortunately... No, but no. you barely remember Blair Witch 2. No, it's, and, it's and well, totally... because it's completely forgettable. Yeah. Our caller just mentioned an uh, interesting point about The Godfather 2 is not only a sequel, it's also a prequel. Yes. Because you get the origins of Vito Dunk. Corleone. Oh, and then God, you find out how he got the last name. I had forgotten that because yes. that, that is Corleone is not his last name. And you find out when he, as a boy, when he gets to Ellis Island, what happens there and how his last name becomes Corleone. Oh, Donnie, that's such a good movie. I think I want to say, and I might be speaking out of school, but The Godfather, at least the, the first one, is available on Netflix. But if you have not watched those films, you might be wanting to stay inside tomorrow. Freezing cold temperatures. <laughs> Maybe some things are happening tonight. You're getting a little festive. But if you can maintain consciousness for six hours, plop yourself down, watch The Godfather and Godfather Part 2, call me later and tell me <laughs> what you thought. Because if you have not seen those movies, they are two essential pieces of cinema that you got to see. Yes, uh, they are quite violent. And be prepared for that. Well, some people, you know... They, well, have, yeah, they have a problem with that. Yeah, but it's like 70s stuff. Well, it doesn't like look real. It's like, yeah. I don't know about that. It looked pretty real to me. All right, <laughs> uh, we have to take our yeah. uh, our last break here. Yes, we do. Okay. We will be right back. Wrapping up 2018. Happy almost... Five seconds of summer. 
Oh, do, do we want to pass judgment on this right well, now? a little bit, yeah. Yeah, okay, let's pick it apart. This is a Lori and Julia show. <laughs> Get off our lawn! This is a Lori and Julia show here on MyTalk 1071. We're streaming live, MyTalk1071.com. Wrapping up live programming for 2018. Lori and Julia are out. They're going to be back Wednesday. Tomorrow is a best of day. All your favorite MyTalk shows playing the best of the best, taking the day off. We'll be back on Wednesday. It's me, Holly Roberts, and Donnie. Pulling you through in the last segment of 2018. And uh, what you were just listening to was Killer Queen, of course, the classic Queen song performed by the band Five Seconds of Summer. Now, Donnie, your lawn, please. Uh, It's okay. I just, uh, you know, taking on Queen, doing a cover of a Queen is, that's tricky. They're one of those iconic bands that you got to be careful covering them. Well, is that you? Can I Hollywood speak you, Donnie? Sure. You, you thought that was total crap. No, I didn't say it was total crap. I said it was just, you know, it's okay. <laughs> it's just okay. It's like, yeah, but Donnie, you're absolutely, well, you know. it's like covering. Well, you made, you now you're off the air. Oh, thanks. Well, now you're going to throw me under the bus, I am going to throw you under the bus because you said, it. why would they name drop Khrushchev in that song? Because well, no, it's but completely th- dated and the people who are fans of Five Seconds no, no, of no, Summer no, no, have no, no idea who no, Khrushchev no, was. No, Donnie, Donnie, you misunderstood oh, my I? comment. Yes. Okay, fine. No, that is in the lyrics of the song. It is. So, of course, they're going to include it in the song. My beef with Five Seconds of Summer is they can't pronounce Khrushchev in that song. Oh, what did they say? I didn't it catch. sounds funny. To oh. me, it's a little affect, affected, kind of like they don't oh. know who Khrushchev is, well, I'm sure they so, don't. so they don't know how to say it. Yeah. They're just like, oh, well, I'm going to read this name on a piece of paper, even if I know it's a name or not. I don't know. No, they no, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. That they know who Khrushchev is? Yes, that, that, that they know their mid-20th century history. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm and not that, sure I would be willing to give them that That, that they benefit know the that, they, that he met with Richard Nixon back in the 50s, and then <laughs> then there was... Um, he what's pounded the, his shoe at the UN. Yes. We will bury you. Thank you for the history lesson. You were quite welcome. Yeah. Just so call me that, Professor. <laughs> Back to sequels for a second. Back to sequels. Yes, please. Uh, Good. Uh, Thank you, caller, for uh, suggesting a sequel that was as good as the first Paddington 2. I, Donnie. Paddington 2 was just as good as Paddington 1. I laughed more at Paddington 1 because, as I told the caller, I love sight gags. Yes, you do. And there are more Paddington Bear sight gags, the silly things he did in 1 than there is in 2. But they were both, one, 2 was definitely as good as 1. Paddington 2 has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know. It's, it's available on HBO streaming right now. Oh, is it? And okay. yes, it is. And I actually, last weekend, I was scrolling through all the movies and Paddington 2 shows up. I didn't see the original Paddington, but I know the story of Paddington Bear, the little bear from Peru who ends up in London right. in his little jacket and his rain hat, and he mm. moves in with the family. So mm-hmm. I'm familiar with the story. I used to have plates with Paddington Bear on it when I was little. I digress. This movie <laughs> is supposed to be one of the best movies of 2018. It came out all the way back in January mm-hmm. of 2018, 2017 I, over in I, the UK. I think Chris Hewitt had it as his number one. Yeah. <laughs> really? you know, but it, and it's, I mean, it's a family movie. It's, you know, anybody can watch it. Yeah. That, that, that actually warms my heart that a, a highly produced family movie can really be good mm-hmm. and satisfying. Yes. So everyone, if you want to hang out and you're pre-gaming tonight for New Year's Eve yeah. and want to warm your heart, go watch Betty watch the first, yeah, And watch the first one. And watch the first one. Yeah. yeah totally. Uh, you know, sweet without being saccharine. That's yes, how I would describe. Yeah, it. and Ben Wishaw, who I, I love as an actor, he does a wonderful job 
as the voice of Paddington. Oh, I, I didn't know he was the voice of Paddington. Oh, yeah. That's fabulous. Yes, he yes. plays uh, Michael in Mary Poppins Returns. That, and he's fantastic in that movie as yes, well. Yes, he's in a lot of movies. He's a very good actor. Wow, imagine yeah. that. An actor in a lot of movies. Thank uh, you, Donnie. Let's see. Going through some uh, leftover stories here. Let's do it. <laughs> Luanne de Lesseps. Oh. Oh, however you pronounce her name. I always just say Countess Luanne. Now she wants to move from reality TV to sitcoms. Why? She'd like to do Where's more. Where's that why, Donnie? She'd Love like to do that. more comedy. What do you mean more comedy? Is she doing any comedy? Well, is her life a joke? <laughs> and here's my favorite part. She would. This is apparently a quote from her. Uh, I would like to do especially sitcom comedy. Okay, Luann. Can you turn up my button bar, please? <laughs> Donnie, you turn up my button bar. Turn up. Oh, okay. Yeah, turn Hang it up. Uh, Hang on. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, this it's, is what I have to do. Is mm. it on number seven? That doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, it's totally on number seven. The very inside baseball comment yeah. there. What were you? Which one were you going to play? Well, duh, the Y one. Oh, the Y. <laughs> I'm going to do this here. Let me just do this. Okay. And a little bit of this. All right. Oh gosh. Okay. okay. I, I can play it. this for a Luann. If I only had a brain. Woo! There we go. Thank see, you. Technical here, difficulties here's here. Here's the deal, yeah. Luann. You want to do sitcom comedy. Com is... <laughs> the, the com in sitcom is comedy. Yeah. So you're doing situation comedy comedy, you knucklehead. <laughs> oh my gosh, Donna. You're, you're putting a lot of thought into this. Uh, a lot just, of just thought so this. stupid. I don't think you, you know? turned up my button bar, Donnie. I did. It is. Mm. It okay, is. well, nothing That's how works. I was That's able to fun. Play Happy mine. New Year to us. Yes. Moving on. See you. I'm Dana Delaney. I love Donnie Love. See, there you go. Oh, look at that. Still have a crush on her after all these years. Uh, Kevin Spacey, his request to his skip his court appearance scheduled for next Monday. The judge said, nine, you will show up. It's the court. Uh, The Nantucket District Court judge said, nope, uh, you are going to be here for your arraignment next Monday. And he argued he should be excused from appearing because his uh, presence would, quote, Amplify the negative publicity already generated in connection with this case. Excuse me, please, Donnie. Look at this photograph of Kevin Spacey in Baltimore, Maryland, serving pizza to the paparazzi, wearing a baseball hat that says retired since 2017. You're telling me that this isn't drawing attention to himself. He's doing it. Please show up to court next week. If you look oh. up the word hypocrite in the dictionary, there's there Kevin Spacey's there picture. Is, yes. yeah. uh, the Big Bang Theory, that is coming to an end, of course, at the end of this current television season. And much like their brethren, another $10 word, over on Friends, uh, when that show goes into reruns, they are going to make a lot of jing. They could still, from reruns, $10 million a year just from the reruns. Man, they're set for life. They're well, it's like with... Well, they're, well, they're already, already well, they're already in syndication, too. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, good for them. Uh, I found a let's dollar see in my wallet earlier here. today. Uh, Jimmy Osmond. Was, I think, was he the youngest of the Osmonds, Jimmy Osmond? You're asking me like uh, I followed the Osmonds. Anyway, he is, uh, he, maybe he's not, but he, uh, we, he uh, suffered a stroke at oh, age 55. Yeah, he was sad. playing Captain Hook. In the Peter Pan at a theater over in the UK. And uh, as far as we know, he is recovering from that. Good. He is grateful for all the well wishes and will be taking time out in the new year. That is Jimmy Osmond. Oh, well, we wish him the best and we wish you the best. Donnie, thanks so much. It's been a treat this New Year's Eve hanging out with you. We'll maybe do it again next year.
Yeah, look for us one year from today when uh, Holly and I do another show. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. In the meantime, again, best of programming tomorrow for your New Year's Day. We'll be back live on Wednesday. Happy New Year. See you in 2019. Job done. Off you go.